0: I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle,
1: you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality.
0: Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here. And, you know, if you follow Life Outreach International at all, Life Today on the broadcast show, you have seen... The, one of the outreaches that we have been doing for many, many years now is to stop human trafficking, to, to reach into areas and, and rescue girls and then restore them. Uh, boys, too, but it's primarily girls. Uh, and so this is uh, an issue that is close to my heart. You know, I've got two daughters. Um, and I've seen some things over in Southeast Asia that just break my heart. Uh, and you know, the more we've gotten into this, the more we realize that this isn't just an over there problem, uh, it's, it's a global problem, you know, and and now we've partnered with an organization right here in Dallas that's shutting down networks here in the United States. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of work to be done, but there's a lot of progress I think being made and, and raising awareness is, is very important in this area. And that's why I'm excited today to have someone on who is. Uh, Raising awareness with a beautiful, in a sense a work of art, but she's telling the stories of some people through a documentary called The New Abolitionists. Uh, And the filmmaker behind that is Christina Zorich. And Christina is an actor, uh, an acting coach, uh, filmmaker, producer, director. Uh, And so we'll take a peek uh, at uh, the trailer for this documentary a little bit, but um, I'll give you a little background and introduce you to her. So... If you're watching us live you can jump in and be a part of the chat if you're on one of the chat enabled channels Uh, otherwise we do appreciate your comments and as always uh, encourage you once you hear from christina to to check out this documentary and see what you can do to support at least the awareness part of it maybe more christina welcome to life today live great to have you
1: oh thank you so very much for having me
0: so give us a little bit of background uh as to how you even got into this, uh, and then we'll talk about some of the specifics in the film.
1: Um, Well, I met an anti-trafficker in 2012 at a party in Hollywood. It was a Christmas party. Her name was Erica Grieve. She had started an NGO, which means non-government organization called Unlikely Heroes, that created, built homes for rescued women and children. And I think they had just had a charter uh, building that they had built, and they were moving to. At the time I met her, they were looking to go to the Philippines, um, and they had made just come back from a trip to the Philippines. But they were looking to build a facility there, and she told me a few horror stories. And I, you know, I thought I, I thought I was well educated and sophisticated, and I was in shock. Time slowed down. She told me I, I won't even. I won't even go into this one horror mm. story, but basically, all right, I'm going to. She went <laughs> go into. Ahead. Go ahead. Well, because I think that the, the it's it's kind of assaulting. It's hard to forget when you hear something like this. But they had met with some officials. She didn't tell me exactly what their positions were. They wrote some kind of you know paperwork that gave her gave her permission to go into this underground brothel. She went in with some armed guards and pulled out 10 10 to 12-year-old girls, maybe 14. I can't remember. It was was a while since she told me the original story. And then she just looked at me and said, I could have gotten out more, but they were so damaged and broken, they wouldn't come. She kind of described horrible living conditions. And, um, And then she looked at me and she said, Christina, they knew. And, you know, it didn't register. And I say this all the time to people. And it's the same for me. I think people think I'm like, different but it's not because my brain doesn't want to absorb it you know there's a part of us that doesn't want to believe that and even though i've heard story after story real life situation after situation it's almost like our brain shuts down because we can't believe and don't want to believe it's true so i realized you know later what she meant they if they they knew where it was they could go in and get rid of it they could have stopped it but they didn't So, um, yeah, I I just looked at her and I said, what can I do? How can I help? And I had her uh, center at that point, I didn't think of myself as a filmmaker, I had never, I'd always wanted to direct, but I had never done anything at that point. I was an actress teaching acting at the time. And um, so I said to her, uh, I'm going to send you cinematographers, I know directors who can be a part of this. And of course, We had a day she met them all. And afterwards, she came up to me. She goes, they all ask for money. Christina, all the money we get has to go to the girls. And I I said, I totally understand. Um, But that's when I got the idea that if somebody is to to make something in terms of fundraising materials or if they decide. And that's when I got the idea for a documentary. This would be a good idea for a documentary, because if I don't know about what this looks like Mm -hmm. and if I'm in the dark, I know there's other people out there that don't. And I also privately wanted at that point still to understand how does this exist? How is this possible? How, you know, I I was shocked, you know, and I I, I still. So cut to a few years later, I sold some property, was sitting on more money than I had in a while back in New York, was gonna self-produce a play. My mom was gonna direct it, we had a New York producer. And I was on a, a prayer call with a prayer partner and she said to me you know i'm really getting that this is not the the the, the project for you to self-produce and i was like what you don't understand and i really love this show and she goes mm, i don't think this is it she's like remember i keep getting that you know remember how you were so upset about trafficking and you wanted to i was like yeah she goes i think you're supposed to and so we kept praying it out praying it out and come to that's what i did and i start my journey started my journey um,
0: um... If I can, and, and I didn't have a chance to ask you this b- beforehand, uh, so you know, you, you you say what you want, but I'm I'm re- really curious um, how you ended up, you know, in a prayer group, <laughs> you know, you, because you know you you come from a well-known acting family, uh, and I'm 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 just curious about your personal journey.
1: Yeah, I know people say that. Um, well, my parents always were like, whatever faith you end up coming to, we support you. Mm-hmm. My father was a fallen Catholic. My mom was fallen Greek Orthodox. And when I say fallen, they were, my parents were very interesting people, complicated people like most of us are, right? So we would, my, my grandmother was very devout. We would always go to church on, Easter's a big, big deal with Greek or, or, mm-hmm. Orthodox families. So, and I would, I, mem- I have memories of like, I'm saying all this to say that even though they weren't practicing a faith, there was a theme of faith in both of their lives. Like there was a ethical belief system in aspects of who they are that was already there, firmly cemented. I'll never forget, I think uh, Mother Teresa was on the cover of some magazine and I said something kind of judgmental about her. My mother was like, oh, you can't say that she's a woman of faith. She's an incredible woman. She's so. My mom had these the these moments, and you know, I, I, I feel like I was a part of walking her in the sinner's prayer at the end of her life. Mm. God willing, both of them made it. I was definitely, you know, one of the assignments I had, and was very aware of uh, interceding for both of them. So I had interactions with holy spirit leading me and prompting me to lead them into prayer but um i you know i i I was given this big open kind of uh birth as a child and and growing up and i I think college i took comparative religion courses and i just ended up at, at at the end of my you know at the end of my rope in the end of my 20s um i was an actress and but i in New York City, but I just I remember sitting on the floor crying just knowing I kind of had come to the end of myself. And I very soon after that ran into uh, a, a, a young man and he uh, witnessed to me and took me to a Pentecostal church in Harlem, uh, Bethel Gospel Assembly, and I got saved there and baptized there. And um, and then that was it that was i mean i felt like that was all god i see yeah. him now looking back in time how he set that all up
0: yeah well you know you, you, you use the phrase god willing they made it it is god's will and i think you know that uh, it's god's will that none should perish uh and so for those who, who don't know i will just just say her mother is olympia dukakis uh who academy award-winning uh, golden globe you know uh, just a giant uh, of of an actor uh, and so i that's encouraging i I, I love that um, so blessings on you and your family
1: thank
0: you so um, I think this would be a good time to to take a look uh, at the trailer for the film uh, so people can get um, a good sense and then we'll come back and we'll we'll talk through some of the stories and some of the things you've learned because this has been uh, a, a long journey not just in the filmmaking but you know you. You've kind of become a de facto expert in this area. I know, it's crazy. Right, right. (laughs) So uh, do you need to set this up, or do you just think we should roll it?
1: Yeah, just roll it.
0: Okay. This is the trailer for The New Abolitionist. You can, I'll put the URL up. The New Abolitionist doc, documentary, doc.com is the website where you can check this out. Um, And is it, is it out yet, or is this?
1: Um, Well, for privacy, I think it's on, it might be, the trailer might be on YouTube. Again, as I was speaking to you before shooting, um, uh, being on live on the air, I have to be so quiet and careful about what we put out there. I can't remember if the trailer is actually on YouTube. Yeah, the trailer's on YouTube. I just
0: didn't know if the full documentary was uh, on the website yet.
1: No, it's on uh, streaming cable satellite. You know, we had our streaming release April 11th, so it's out there. Okay, so
0: all the information is on the website. All right, let's take a a look at the trailer, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, the new abolitionists. Slavery conjures up images in our mind of people locked up, chained to beds. There's a lot of other ways people can be in bondage.
1: You see a lot of this. How do you process it? Emotionally. Um, (laughs) It's horrible. I don't know that you ever get used to it. I don't know that you ever get to the point where you don't just weep inside over the atrocities. We want to bring hope and healing to the women that are in the sex industry. The ways that we can overcome trauma is to talk about it. We call forth their identity, who they really are, and we see the beauty in them my editor did a good job with that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's good
0: so i've you know i've been to some of these places um I've been on the streets, I've been in the brothels, uh, we've gone in with hidden cameras. I've interviewed girls that have been rescued. Uh, I've heard their stories uh, and it's it's heartbreaking. How many times did you cry making this?
1: I mean, I had one time when we were doing, I went in 2015 and worked with another editor and uh, I had a week where I, I said, we're off the clock, I can't do this. Okay. I just needed to process because And then back in 2016, when I made my second trip and I worked with um, assistant editors and then with my uh, editor, the longest chunk of time, Landon, who edited that uh, the trailer, I thought he did a beautiful job. But we had like the first time we saw the interviews translated because, you know, when we were there, we had a translator, but. We didn't get really I was just getting fragments of what was they were saying Mm. enough to be able to ask the next question. So I really wasn't absorbing fully what they were saying, even some of the footage we got on the streets. I didn't know what was being said there. So I think I was just leveled. And, you know, you guys are seeing um, an hour and thirty eight minutes, hopefully, of the documentary. But I came back with six hundred hours of footage. So I was I mean, <laughs> you know, you, if, if everybody absorbed all that footage, it would probably be too much for all of us. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I had to. So even even in the construction, there were some stories. It was so hard to cut out. But I just went, you know, I had to eventually just remember the audience needs to be uh, loved into the subject because I had seen films and 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 uh, uh, read books or certain you know in my research phase that overwhelmed me yeah. and i just i mean one book i read which really started my journey written by patricia king for his tears they died was little accounts of of boys and girls that had been trafficked i threw the book across the room and i, I was a mess for a week i couldn't function so yeah. I went through a really difficult process. And I think that's the part of of this subject matter that is actually bad in a way, because people can't it it immobilizes people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So what I what I like about this us being online is you can pause and you can walk away (laughs) and you don't have to watch the film, you know, if you're if you're if you're buying it, which I think is a better way to watch it. But if you can't, you rent it, but you don't have to watch it in one sitting. I don't think you should because you're getting different pieces of information. It's really educational. And the purpose of it is to educate and activate all of us, to be more aware, to combat this, to understand really what it is. Um, So yeah.
0: Yeah, and that, that that brings up, I think, a good question because it's one thing to sit and watch this and it's a good thing to, to educate yourself. But then what do you do? What does the average person do? What can they even do, especially when you're talking halfway around the world?
1: Yeah, well, that's why I really, in this phase of, you know, the process with the film, I really wanted to make, and this is not just like and share, please, you know, I wanted the, the, our social media to be a resource you know to function as a resource as well as the website so we have a at www.thenewabolitionistdoc.com we have a where to watch page all the different platforms like apple tv or amazon prime or direct tv all the places you can watch then there's also Um, a What Can I Do page and all the people I've met on the journey, the the groups that are featured in the film are there. So if you click on those links, you can immediately go to all their resources. Um, You know, as Andrea used to say, you can pray, you can go on a missions trip, you can support um, a family, a child, Uh, in terms of getting education, in feeding them, any of the projects they're doing individually as a ministry. They have like a border, uh, they have a lighthouse, like just different, many kind of organizational aspects of their, um, you know, um, their ministry where they're involved. And so you can do that. Um, You can do a, a profit for purpose business connected to, anti-trafficking, like a friend of mine started a coffee company and a portion of the proceeds go to anti-trafficking groups. Um, There was a man featured in the film. I mean, I don't remember how much we talk about who he is, but he opened up a jean business and the girls were being trained to do um, at 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 a living wage, right right. at a really a well living wage. Of course, you don't want to support any kind of other. But, you know, so that they can develop skills and try out um this this vocation for themselves so there's also um any kind of creative idea you might have um i think it's one i was interviewing this wonderful woman on a podcast she's like i bought the movie and i'm gonna screen it for all my friends and we're gonna brainstorm about what we can do because i started opening up with her about what trafficking looks in the states looks like in the states because i met at a film festival that uh, that the film was shown live at. I met um, a, a, a PBS producer who was making a documentary a documentary about trafficking in the states. He asked me to be a host on it. So I've learned so much about that. Mm-hmm. So it, there's there's all kinds of ways you can get involved. Um, look at what happened with me. I I, <laughs> I say to people, it didn't happen like that. You know, I I don't think you spend your money at this time in our in in our global history frivolously I think you should sit on something pray about it pray with your prayer partners you know before you get involved with something so that you know that you're um doing something that's within his purpose for you yeah you know because it's not everybody's cup of tea to do this maybe they're called another way but if you feel a call and a tug on your heart I would sit with it in prayer till it it formulates for you. This this documentary became clear to me and purposefully an assignment that I was on. Mm. I was, there's no way anyone in their right mind would do this if that wasn't the case. Frankly,
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, not yeah. It's a tough one, and just filmmaking in general is tough. But now you're talking location shooting and people not wanting to really give you attention because of the subject matter so i applaud your work for it uh now here you know at at life today we are an openly christian organization um we look for christians in country to partner with we end up working uh, oftentimes across whatever spectrum because sometimes you just got to address the need and we won't refuse to work with anybody but there is i i it's important to me that we uh, address the spiritual and especially when you're talking about a human trafficking situation. So like at our our life center in in Southeast Asia, yes, we want to give them practical skills, but we also want to share the gospel with them because we know they need healing because they've been abused horribly. Um, What's your view on the role of faith in addressing this issue as far as both in combating the evil, you know, um, but in, in restoring the people. And Well, I'll save one more question for you after that. I'll let you respond to that.
1: Well, uh, you know, I, I find the gospel subversive. I find Jesus subversive in this m- moving, I mean, I'll get emotional, powerful way. So um, I just, I think that he didn't know, he didn't let the left hand know what the right hand was doing. He was always the smartest guy in the room, you know? So I look at our faith and him as the model. And, And so I think what's really important with issues like this, again, because it's a very triggering and emotional thing. I you know, it's like anything if I get really upset, I've gotten to the point I didn't do this in my 20s where I sit on that feeling. I don't take action out of it because I know that I'm going to be doing something from from a place of of like irritability or hotness Mm -hmm. right so it's always smarter to take to uh, to use wisdom and to sit on it so that you can be more intentional and i feel it's the same with how these groups are handling their place you know um some people they will introduce it as all of them have to introduce it because you know they're all on visas so they have to uh, introduce it as an option but I mean, they're all praying nonstop yeah. privately for yeah. these women and the children. I mean, all of them are. And and I felt that all the, you know, constantly I would be in situations where I pray in tongues under my breath or praying over it. And I mean, I don't I don't know how people walk the earth anymore without that. I I need it to just sustenance to um, to keep me in this the world as it is right now. Mm-hmm. So I just think you have to. Use the wisdom that you're getting moment to moment, at being led to do. Because some situations it's not wise. Other situations you're doing it privately. Other situations there's an opening. And you know, I, I the first person ever witnessed to me, William Hammond. He said Jesus is a gentleman. He doesn't force himself on anyone. Mm-hmm. So, I just think if and and even when we have we we uh, featured the transgender. Um, uh, uh, person at the end in the film it was so moving to me cuz he talks about holy spirit that private sanctification process and it really revolutionized my looking at how god will move on people in these circumstances and how real he really is even to me and i've been saved since i was 30 you know like mm. he he really did a huge inside job cleanup on this 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 you know transgender individual and it wasn't from people pushing, Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. the pushing actually alienated him. And sometimes they did it in a kind of inappropriate, ugly way. It sure. was a private experience he had. And I was like, you know, as my friend used to say to me, I'm not Holy Ghost Jr. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I'm not <laughs> right, supposed to, right, right. you know, we we have our purpose but we don't have to take all of that on. And, yeah. and guess what? It makes it less overwhelming mm-hmm. when you think about that. Okay, so. It's re- it's really God's job to transform them completely. We just have to make sure we're doing what He wants at that time with them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So here's, here's the other part of that question when you get out and you're dealing in areas where the trafficking is going on. And this was a hard one for me personally. Um, have you, uh, okay you know like i said say earlier it. Just it, i know just i know it. right <laughs> the, the traffickers the ones yeah. doing it and it's not just men i was shocked at how many women were pushing young girls on to me as yeah. you know an american yeah. in a foreign land that, that yeah. the assumption is there but we need to reach the traffickers too and
1: oh listen i was i was just talking to the the guy who's the host of um of the 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 trafficking film that i was telling you about in the states called knock Mm -hmm. we shot a a sizzle reel for it i interviewed a bunch of intelligence officers ex-traffic victims one little girl was now she's grown up was uh, trafficked out of her mother's basement in kansas Mm. and ended up in a trafficking ring in montana and escaped by digging a chip out of her arm. So this is happening all over the United States. Jeez. Every state, you know, has, has individual, what they call freelancers who just do it to make, and then smaller rings. And then there's larger cartels that are working with things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, what was the question? I went off the, topic, <laughs> the traffickers, of
0: how do we, how oh, do we re- reach and redeem the traffickers? The yeah.
1: reason I brought this up is this, the documentary they're trying to, come up with finishing funds for. Um they follow this pastor in Oregon, Oregon, sorry, who has a ministry working with uh the traffickers. Oh wow. And getting, yeah, and he's gotten involved in working from that angle with the men, the Johns and the traffickers, which is a incredibly uh I mean, for I think for anybody, you have to go through an experience of kind of uh, being really angry and disgusted mm-hmm. and upset right. yeah. cuz that's part of the process mm-hmm. right my first sure. trip that's how i felt i saw the johns and i was it revolted and disgusted you could feel kind of all of it on them when you mm-hmm. saw them in the streets and then the second time I, I i felt it but it you feel just you just feel so sorry for them not like merciful like this is wrong this is not wrong of course that never goes away that disgust with that but it, it 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 changed a little, you know, and, and Annie said something really smart in the film. She goes, You can't love and hate at the same time. And you can't. You if you're there to, to be a, a facility for the change, if you're living in that place of hate, that can spin you out and in but when you come from love, you you see that how broken and messed up they are. As psychologically, a lot of them are mentally not well. Um, they're in a sex addiction, um, you know, this is, the, this is the only life they've ever known. Uh, I can go into all kinds of descriptions, which, you know, I try really hard in the film to kind of humanize the experience of what kind of trauma happens across the boards to everyone involved in this. Uh, it can be a regional trauma, personal trauma in the family, mm-hmm. um, you know, poverty, abuse in the family, addiction. Um, any kind of war like this, a lot of trafficking is happening in the East right now. There's a good documentary called Naturno that talks about it, um, you know, a uh, beautiful documentary I saw years ago. Uh, so it's just it's important for people to kind of absorb slowly and allow themselves that process, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you want to if you want to donate to a film, Knock is the name of it. I can um I can get resources up on my website, but it basically works with the traffickers and the Johns. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We're we're promoting your film today.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, and by the way, that's
1: right. See the new evolutionist? Please watch <laughs> right, it on Apple right. TV, and Amazon Prime.
0: <laughs> that's exactly right.
1: And leave reviews, if, rate us. Yeah, the,
0: okay, yeah, and that's good. I wanted to get I wanted to cover all that. And I will say yeah. though, since we're Going a little outside the the lines here, the Sound of Freedom with Jim Caviezel, which is coming out this fall, incredible,
1: incredible okay. film,
0: beautiful film. With the director on it, I'm a huge fan, uh, Alejandro Monteverde. But anyway, but now you can't see that one yet. Now you can go see the new Abolitionists, uh, and this is the website. And I want to—is there anything we missed, Christine? I want to give you the last word, but I want people to go check this out and and tell people about. it. Just talk about it post about it like all the things you said um but last word to you
1: uh get involved in a local level Mm -hmm. um talk about it i mean the first time i heard about it was in 2016 hillary clinton talked about it at the um convention um and i think this is really important you know at this time we're in right now so much of stuff gets politicized red blue This is an issue I've not met one person on either side of the aisle that isn't unified. And I really want us to get back to a place of solving problems together, really solving problems. If anyone thinks the other side doesn't care, I promise you they do. Mm -hmm. And we, this is something we can solve together. It's, it's solvable. So don't, you know, take heart, get educated, honor your process and God will reveal to you where your part is that you're supposed to play in this.
0: Yeah. Good word. And you're so right. There's, we, there should be no division over whether we should do something about this. Yeah. It's
1: it's insane. It's ridiculous that, the people think that to me is, is actually not really what's happening once you're involved in it. It's, it's not how people see it. They might be, as you, you and I said, apathetic and overwhelmed on either side of the aisle, but, that doesn't mean, just like the audience might feel this way, but that doesn't mean that they don't believe it. it it's wrong and we need to deal with it. Yeah,
0: yeah. good. Thank you, Christina. Appreciate your thank time. Thank you for and having me. You. Appreciate your talent and your effort and you're giving so much of your life to this. This is, this is a big thing. So thank seven
1: you. Seven years, seven mm. years.
0: Mm. All right. <laughs> well, hey, all you guys out there watching, let's make it worth her time. <laughs> Go to the new abolitionist doc.com. You can find out where you can watch the full thing uh, and let people know about it. And let's, let's talk about it so we can do something about it. We'll come back. We've got more for you here on life today. Live. We'll see and you again tomorrow. next time. And truth will be on the souls we're Sunday is coming. How do you?